0: My name is Herminia Vasquez, but for everyone, I'm Nina. Yes, and um, I born in Chile. I came to Australia in year 87. I came as a refugee. In Chile, I used to be a nurse. I worked as a nurse for about 15 years, always in emergency. And um, in the last three years, I worked as a volunteer for the Chilean Commission of Human Rights. In year 73, 1973, 11 of September 1973, there was a coup d'etat. Militaries took power in my country. and strange things start happening. You didn't hear news. There was nothing on on TV or on radio anywhere, but I was working in the hospital. So we received a a baby one night that was dead. I, I left the doctor with the baby. I went to see another doctor, what he needed. When I came back, I found this doctor crying. I never saw a doctor crying. So I said, "What? what's wrong? What happened? And and he said, the, these people said that the baby fell from the stairs, but he didn't. They kicked him to death. And I thought, oh, how about who? The parents. And he said, no, they are not the parents. I couldn't understand what was happening. I couldn't understand, you know. Later on, I knew uh, when the soldiers were killing a the couple, they were killing the children, too. Before the coup the, the d'etat, we were just the happiest people alive because we were earning a lot of money that we never did before. There were so many changes that uh, helped us, the poor people, workers. You know, in in Chile, everyone is Catholic, but they go to church once a month, once a year. You know, there is no church commitment. There is no uh, activity in the church. Always, I was talking to the Lord. He was my friend, always. Always, I was relying on the Lord. So, yes, but without any guidance, I wanted to read the Bible. And my man said that I was crazy, that if I wanted to do something like that, I, I went to the priest in the church and I said, I want a Bible. How can I get a Bible? And he said, you know that the, the priest don't understand the Bible. How do you dare to try to read it? So I give up. But always I wanted to, to know the Bible, to read the Bible. Then in year 79, my son passed away, 78, sorry, 78. And then I was looking for my dad. My dad left home. He was living by himself. He was an alcoholic. And I tried to look for him, to tell him that my son passed away, couldn't find him. And next year, my mom died. She died because of the death of my son. And uh, so we said, well, we have to find him. We didn't know what was going on, you know. So for us, my dad just disappeared. When my son died, he was two years, and I was 30. My father disappeared, next year my mom died. So it was, you know. I was hearing stories of people around, you know. There was this woman in the, in the shop talking that her daughter was working in a defense ministry. She was a secretary there. And the day of the coup the, d'etat, the, that daughter didn't come home. So she went looking for her. She couldn't find her. They said maybe she was arrested. So she went to the stadium because it was full of people arrested. So she went there. And they said, no, she wasn't there. There was another small stadium that was 5,000 people arrested there. So she went there, and no, she couldn't find it. They said maybe they sent her to the south, so she went to the south. She went to the north. She couldn't find her anywhere. So she said three years passed by, and one day she was watering the garden, and she saw this woman coming, and she thought she was so dirty, so smelly, and. We had every day two or three people coming to your door asking for a piece of bread because they didn't have anything to eat. So she saw that woman and she said, wait there, I'm going to bring you some bread. And the woman said, ma'am, how you don't recognize me? Look, you know, I'm cry. Anyway. It... Then her daughter said that she was in a place She didn't know where because all the time they had her blindfolded. And she was without shower for three years, with the same clothing for three years. Can you imagine there, all, all the things that happened to women and three years without being able to, to have anything? And, um, and then that day, they took her and put her in a youth. And, and she thought, well, here they are going to kill me because they, they took her outside of the group and then suddenly they throw her out of the youth the youth was running and they throw her down and linked her there. She heard there was a, a vehicle passing close by so she started walking toward there and she find out that it, she was close by to her house that she needed to have a bus to go there and the men saw the condition that she was so she she allowed her. To go in the bus and that's how she gets home how things like that can happen and you know thing i start praying my lord my lord i want to do something this has to stop we cannot let this thing happen once and i gave it with it I, oh i heard so many things that happened and i was just praying praying and the lord made me wait what can i do how can i help with something and in the end I started waiting for a political party because they they approached me and they said do you want to do something I said yes I want and um, I didn't care which political party just I wanted to do something to stop it and they told me well you know that doing this job you might lose your life and I said yes I'm ready to lose my life and a few months later seven people of this group got arrested. Among them, my brother-in-law. I had uh, the secret police, we call secret police because they were plain clothing. So there was one man of them that that came to my place and and, you know, the Lord with me always, I saw that man, he said that he was sent from my political party that he went there to check if I was all right. And uh, and my lord said, no, don't trust. And I, I thought they never will send me someone that I didn't know. He showed me a letter that the people that was arrested sent to another group that later on was arrested too. And when they arrested the second group, they got that letter in, in the pocket about me that they were asking to go to my place, to take things from my place. And he showed me the letter. And he said, do you have these papers? I said, no, I burned them. And, and he said, but they are important. I said, well, I saw in the newspaper that these people was arrested. And, and I was fearful. So no, just I lied to him. I lied. He asked me so, so many things. He was more than an hour. We had a round table in my house, and in the the middle, there was just one leg, but it was a sort of a cabin. And inside there, I had the paper, you know? Oh, my God, just thinking in my son, what would happen to him, you know? And he was, in that time, about nine years old. 10 years old. Well, he, the man left and immediately went to the vicaria. Vicaria was a, an institution from the church. The The, card, the cardinal organized that. And they had a, one sort of a wing where they had offices. And there there was lawyers defending political prisoners. There was social workers, there was doctors, there was everything that we needed, the, the people that was in, in my situation, they, they they would need. So I went there to talk to one of the lawyers, and I said, look, I, I had a very suspicious visitor. And he said, oh, he said, i got very, very bad news for you. He said, a letter that these men sent, fall in the hands of the the police, and I said, I saw the letter, and he said, oh, he said, we, we take you today and take you out of the country. And I said, are you taking me with my son? And he said, no. He said, no, I don't go. And But but they are going to go tonight and take you. I said, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to leave my son. Well, I went back home. I, I didn't sleep all night because we were in curfew, you know, we were 15 years in curfew. So at night, there was no noise at all. The only vehicles that you hear, you knew that it was police, soldiers, or whatever. So any any noise that I heard, motor, I thought, there they come to pick me up. No, they never came. The Lord protect me, you know. The Lord protect me. How that happened, no one could understand. How come they didn't went and took me? So from there on, the lawyer said, well, now we are going to put you in the public eye. You're going to be working for human eye, right? You have to be known for as much people as possible. So if they took you, if they disappear you, these people could do a little bit something for you. So that's how I get working for human rights. So I have to work with the lawyers. I I didn't know how to type. I didn't know anything about law, nothing of nothing. But you know, the, the things that the Lord do, how he does things. They sent me to do a, a course, typing course. They bought all the material that I need for the job because my job was to unify. So I started making a list of political prisoners. Then I learned, all what I learned, that there was 42 yells with political prisoners around the country. There was a thousand of them. So I, I started making a list with all their names and, and, uh, and how many days they were in torture. Everyone was in torture, everyone. How many days who tortured them, they didn't know where they were, most of them, they didn't know. You know, they, they put to them a sticky tape in their eyes. And after that, the rendition, after that, that hood that you see in the movies or wherever, the hood that came after that. So they couldn't see at all where they were. And we knew that there was houses of torture and all that. And, and after that, who? His career the military court, they were charging them in doing the process, you know. And uh, we thought that that was very, very wrong because they were accused to do things against the soldiers and the soldiers were judging them. You know, there was no, no impartiality at all, no justice at all. But it was a very big, um charge that you will belong to a political party all of them were banned. so if you belong to a political party that was one of the the charge and and that means that you would be three years in jail because you belong to that park. if you were selling throwing flyers you could be shot on the spot or you could be arrested for many years. If you were tired, doing a, a writing on the walls would it be the same thing. But many, many people were arrested, and they were three years in jail without charges because they couldn't find anything to charge them in the end, just to cause fear, I suppose. The vicaria, they had lawyers. They were paying them and uh, but also there was lawyers in the commission Chilean of Human Rights, but there were many of them, and there was another group called oh, I don't remember but something about the rights of the people and and they had lawyers too. so when I started doing the collecting all the information about the political prisoners, I found out that the Vicaria has the least of the Christians that they were defending. And Chilean Commission has another list, and Codepo has another list, so I tried to put all that in just one list. And, uh, and I start getting information so I was with the bath with papers, going everywhere for whatever I went. People were telling me, ah, you know, my, my brother was arrested. My cousin was arrested. In which jury did this? And who arrested them? And you know, trying to get the information in that way of all these people. That is one of the thing that only me blow my mind. I think my Lord is so incredible. We were in a meeting with different people from different political parties, finding out what else to do about human rights. The only the only hope that we had was that the people in another country could see what was happening in Chile and help us. So we thought that the people overseas was interested in human rights. So what we are going to do, how we're going to do. And we were in that meeting when somebody come running a young boy and he said somebody killed a policeman two blocks away so the soldiers are coming checking house by house and we thought we're going to be all arrested so run outside i was with my son i had my bag full of papers Ran outside of the house and there there was a taxi standing there you know i thought what I opened the door very careful. Can I get in? And they I said, yes, just get in. So we went with my son and flew from the place. Just standing there. You know, he wasn't passing by. No, he was standing there. Oh, my God. And the only thing that I was, my God, my God, my God. I took Carlos and I came out, came out and there was the taxi. And that day I had money. Most of the time I didn't have money at all but that they had money to pay a taxi. I saw some people later on, yeah, but not all of them. And in that, that time, you couldn't know. You couldn't know where people live, their real names, because it was dangerous. It was dangerous to know. In another occasion, we were arrested we were arrested. There was a a big thing. There was about 300 people there. And suddenly the police came and uh, all of us arrested. They they brought uh, buses. In the buses, the women sitting on the seats, the men, they have to lie down on the floor of the bus. And we got to the police station and there they, they had sort of a, policemen in both sides and we have to walk in the needle one by one and they were taking because in there you got your ID card your number of ID card said everything so taking your ID card and people arrested sending to different uh, police stations arrested it was an old man there taking the things and he said who come with this child for my son it's my son and he said Get out of here! Go away! And another policeman said, "We haven't had her. I, 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 you know, the details." And the man said, "No, there's too many people. Just let her go. Let her go." You know, he hasn't finished, and I was on the street already. You know, so Carlos got well, from there, got the idea that being with me, nothing would happen to me because he was born in this time of the dictator. So he never knew something different, you know. I got all the information that I wanted. I, I got all the information though, of the 42 jails in the whole country. And so uh, people was asking me for information, you know. Uh, for example, from Canada, they wanted to know all the political prisoners more than 50 years old. Or from the university, all the university the students that were in jail. Uh, then the medical college, how many doctors there were in jail. And, and I was giving all that information. And so the government wanted to stop me. So that, what they did is start following Carlos when he went to school. The man was following him and showing him the gun. So I thought, oh my God, they are going to kill my son any moment. What they did was run over the children, you know. So I thought they are going to kill him and I have to get out of the country. I tried to go to the Canada embassy, but it was too expensive to get the form to apply for the visa. So in, and in Australia, it was free the phone was free. So that's why I ended up here. You know, I was here in Australia, I think, about three months. And one day I thought, what am I going to put in my head? I have no problem at all. What what, am I going to fill my head with? And I thought, well, I have to fill it with English. I have to learn the language, (laughs) yes. I was so busy learning English, uh, surviving. So I didn't, I didn't go to church or back. For me, always was my relationship with God it was something that, to me, you know, God was first, and my relationship with Him. I went to counseling, and this counselor said to me, "Come back to God," and and I said, "No, I promised myself never go back to church." because I had a problem with a priest in Chile. And she said, but you don't have to go to the Catholic church. Go to different churches and find one where you feel that this is my family, this is where I belong. And it was the Baptist church in Sydney. And that day they said, do you want to do Bible study? I was like, overjoyed. Oh, that's wonderful. And now I've been teaching the Word for 15 years. I've been doing Bible study you know? Yeah. So when I went to Chile I went in 2005 there to see all the ones that born after I came here to Australia. I make all my sisters to receive the Lord. So when they passed away I was so happy because I knew that all of them received the Lord. They believe in the Lord. they, they pray all the time but they never receive the Lord in their hearts. My God is all, is is everything, is everything, you know? I cannot cannot understand how people can live without God. I cannot see how they can know what to do, how to do without the Lord. The Lord gives you the strength, I know that. I know that because many times when I was doing something, my knees were buckling, you know? I was throwing fryers and my knee work, but I, had, I knew that I had to do it. If the Lord is with me, who can be against?